We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Johnny McDonald, Glenn Mack now on a holiday weekend Saturday on 94 WIP. This hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. All right. It is a pleasure to be joined by the man who covers a team that's up to a lot these days, the Philadelphia 76ers, Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How you been, man? We're all right. Nice to talk to you. So I'm going to start just with, uh, with this. How much better are the Sixers today than they were when the playoffs ended? Or a week ago, I guess. You know, I, I think they're a little better. I mean, I, I do. Um, I think that the main thing is more so than being better, um, they're tougher. You know, I mean, they have toughness. But, I mean, when we look at it, um, you know, P.J. Tucker is, is a guy, he's a brood, he demands a lot of respect. You know, he's a, a role player, but he's a guy who, you know, a lot of great players want to play off of. My question is, when you talk about the 76ers, especially moving forward, it's like, but who's going to be your three that you can depend on? Who's going to get shot, right? I mean, I know right now you have Tobias Harris will probably slide down to that position, but I also think you need some guys who are going to come off the bench and, um, and, and, and get buckets and do some things that's consistently, but they need a couple more glue guys. So... When you look at the 76ers team, even though they do have P.J. Tucker, even though they went out there and, and got the other two guys, you know, in order for them to win, two things have to happen. Joel Embiid has to continue to play at a high rate. He has to continue to um, um, be healthy. And to be honest with you, you know, James Harden has to come back in better condition. And James Harden has to prove that it was the hamstring, and it wasn't Father Time that slowed his play. So it's all about Embiid, and it's all about Harden. Yeah. Keith, uh, is P.J. Tucker now a 76er more so because he was formerly acquired by Daryl Morey and had good years down in Houston, and they have a relationship, or the fact that Joel Embiid mentioned him by name after they were eliminated in the playoffs, not only talking about the need for more toughness with the 76ers, but specifically pointing out P.J. Tucker, who was a reason why they came up short on the tough end against the uh, Heat this year in the playoffs, which is more a reason why Tucker is now a 76er. You know, I, I, think, I think the Embiid part was – the one, I, I guess, like the icing on the cake, so to speak, 
You know, I, I think that if you're Daryl Moore, you look at P.J. Tucker, you look at how he, you know, he fits well with James Harden or how he was able to play off of Harden. Um, and, and then, but then when Embiid comes out and says what he says, and it's like, whoa, we really got to go get this guy. Because, you know, in the past what happens is you got one star player and like Harden and P.J. was there with him when Harden had his, his most successful years. You know, typically the other star player, being Embiid, really doesn't want to play with that guy sometimes, right? It's like, yo, what are you doing? Um, it's, this is my team. But I think that when Embiid comes out and says what he said, yeah, it, it kind of sort of, you know, put in the four-court press, you know, because this is a guy that both of these guys want to play with, a guy who um, can bring the toughness. But, you know, when you look at it, and the reason why I'm saying Daryl Morey with, with the Houston thing and everything is because if you look at it, all the guys who they came were, were Houston Rockets or and and uh, Melton, the uh, Anthony Melton, he was drafted by the Houston Rockets. So these are all guys that Daryl is familiar with. Keith Pompey is our guest uh, beat writer, Sixers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can follow uh, Keith on Twitter at Pompey, P-O-M-P-E-Y on Sixers. All right, this is an either-or question. Uh, as we know, James Harden um, decided to not uh, force the Sixers to uh, take his contract for next year, and he's going to negotiate a deal at lesser amount per year, presumably about three years. So, Keith Pompey, James Harden, philanthropist and great human being or smart businessman? I think he's a smart businessman. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think he is. I mean, now, again... Because, you know, I honestly think that when you look at this, I mean, let's say even if James takes four years, right? I mean, there are going to be certain people like, man, he's taking four. But when you look at it, you know, we can't fool ourselves. And, yes, he did help the team out. But at the same time, he's going to get more money probably on the back end. I mean, there were people saying, okay, he'll take this 47. He'll opt in. He'll get a two-year deal. But let's just say, I mean, a two-year extension, right? But let's just say if he, you know, he takes less money, but let's just say if he signs for four years or, you know, they can extend him or whatever. You know, it's just one of those things where when we look at it, yes, there's going to be probably a difference in the money, but is it going to be that much of a difference when you when you factor in three years, four years? You know what I mean? And, and then there's some other things you can do. And let's face it. It brings. It also gives them goodwill in the city because there are people like man. You got to get rid of them. People. Last we saw was him struggling and and some people questioning his effort. Yep. In the play series, and now all of a sudden everybody's saying he's one of us now. He's he's trying to make us better. So you know, to me, yes, it was a good gesture, but he's also a smart businessman, and he and he and he and he brought a lot of people who didn't want him to return excited of, of, of for the future now. Keith, uh, to really understand the way the salary cap works in the NBA, I think you have to take a master class at a major university to be able to understand all the ins and outs and nuances of it. I think I understand most, but I can guarantee you I don't understand all. But then there's other rules that I had no idea even existed 
when did this designated rookie, you can only have two guys on that type of a contract rule come into play in the NBA? Because that will have an erect, uh, direct effect on where Kevin Durant can or can't be traded to. Yeah, and and, and um, I wish I had the answer to that one because you're right. There are a lot of rules that they, they change. It's funny. Like, it seems like one team will take advantage of something and, and do a lot of wiggle room and do things, and all of a sudden, well, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, it, it, that will factor in. I mean, but I, I kind of think that, you know, right now, like it's, it's the, the thing about Kevin Durant is, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, they got this rule, they got that rule. Well, at the end of the day, you a team would would be foolish to trade for Kevin Durant if that if they know he doesn't in his heart want to be there. And I think, you know, right now the stuff that's coming out is he wants to be in Phoenix or he will, he would love to be in Miami if, if it's not Phoenix. And I think that, you know, I hate to say it, like after what happened with Ben Simmons and after how James Harden planned his exit um, out of uh, Brooklyn and you see the Kyrie stuff, like a team would not want to trade for Kevin Durant knowing that the guy doesn't want to be there and it, it will turn into a circus. I mean, that's a lot of money we're talking about. So I understand, like, you know, everybody's saying he probably can't go to Miami because of that with the BAM situation, right? But, um, you know, I, I, I do think there are some ways around it. And I also believe that, you know, ultimately that's not going to be the deciding factor, um, how that goes, how that shapes up. But I do believe that, you know, I wouldn't be shocked, just put it this way, if he ends up in, my, in, uh, in uh, Phoenix. But you would be shocked if he ends up here. You know, the thing about here is I just don't know if the 76ers have the assets. Now, here's the one thing you can say. You can say, you can go to Brooklyn, Sean Marks can say, all right, we'll take James Harden back. But James Harden, like, basically, you know, won it out last year. And then you're going to welcome him back, right? But outside of that, I mean, you have a, you can have a package of Maxi. You can have a pack where um, include Tobias Harris and, and Matisse Bible in there, right? And But I don't know, like, when you get a guy like James Harden that certain teams aren't going to offer, you know, players of equal value and, and probably draft picks or have better players, a better uh, package player and draft picks. I mean, you look at the Sixers, you know, they don't have a lot of picks. I mean, they would have to lump another team in. So while I think that it would be a perfect fit for him you know i don't know I, I wonder a if him and harden could get past what it was you know if, if they could pick, get that big three and it would be a great big three of harden kd and Embiid. but i just think that these teams and you see it a lot of teams are making these trades and getting three and four first round picks and i think that some of these teams or a lot of these teams are going to go to um brooklyn and say look we have the players, but we also have the picks if you want it. Right. So I think the Sixers just don't have enough. But you never know what happens, right? Yep. Uh, if if you let me uh, ask you about the other two rocket guys that have been added, PJ Tucker is the biggest and most important. Uh, but uh, Daniel House and also Trevelyn Queen, who's been a G League star but hasn't really made any kind of uh, impact on the NBA. Uh, it does look on paper like Daryl Morey is just grabbing every single ex Rocket player that he can possibly get his hand on. 
in your estimation, are these guys who can actually fill roles on the 76ers this upcoming year and give them more bench strength? You know, I, I think the thing about Queen is one of those guys, like, you know, he's here in the summer league in, in Utah. He's going to play. And I think it's one of those, okay, we're going to give him a chance to see what he can do. But, um, but you know, when, when you look at him, you, you'll say, okay, but does he move the needle? Is he going to be someone that we're – we're say okay, the Sixers got better. No, you're not going to say that. Like you know, he could be. You know, he has three hundred two year deal, three hundred thousand of it is guaranteed. So that's one of those things where he could spend some time in the G League. But I mean, as far as I think that when when we go back and you think about Daryl Morey, like Robert Covington was one of the guys that was one of his finds, mm-hmm. and then you know they waived him, and you know he, he became a Seventy Sixer. And I think that what you do is you get these guys who you think may be a diamond in the rough and you put them in situations. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, all you lost was $300,000. Yeah, so but it's got to be it's got to be that Doc Rivers is willing to play and develop a guy, which exactly. I felt last year was not something that Doc Rivers is interested in. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the problem, right? That's the problem, right? So that's what, or the problem that they have to have. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, you know I'm looking at him as maybe – I mean, at best, at best, he can surprise some people and be, you know, a, a, a rotation player. But, but for the most part, I'm looking at him as a, you know, a end of the bench type of guy, maybe, right? right. But, but who knows? Now, the guy Eddie House, he, he kind of like intrigued me a little bit because he started out that same type of guy. But I don't know if, if Eddie House is like the move the needle type of guy either. You know, like I know he brings that toughness. You know, he, he shot the ball extremely well in, in, in Utah. I mean, he shot 41.7% from three. But then in the playoffs, he shot two for 10. And and the thing about it is, it's like, you know, I, I think the Sixers, they're on this stage now that, you know, you got to get guys who can help you in the playoffs. You know, like George Niang, I love him to death. You know, he struggled in the postseason. Some of it could have been the injury. But what that does is, like, right now, you know, I think that, like, we can't get blinded at what people do in the regular season and their roles. It's all about postseason. And yep. to me, Eddie House has to show show people that he can do it in the postseason. All right, one last one for me. Jody may have one more. Uh, there is talk that they may trade for yet another Houston Rocket, Eric Gordon. Um, I don't know what they would trade for Eric Gordon, but do you foresee that, and what would he bring? Yeah, I was actually I was shocked that they didn't get a deal done on draft night for Eddie Gordon. They tried to. They wanted to uh, ship Matisse to a third team, and then what what that would have done is that would have um, you know of course there would be some other packages in there, but the third team would have sent some stuff to Houston, and then Eddie um, not Eddie Eric um, Eric um, um, Eric would have been here. Eric Gordon would have been here. The thing about Eric Gordon, he's kind of like. A little bit of the Danny Green mode, um, maybe a, you know younger and, and a little bit better shape. Um, meaning, like you know, Danny had the injuries the last two years. This guy's been injured too, but you know he's a quality shooter. He's a good defender, um, but he could also be someone who can come off the bench and he could fill, fulfill that role that Doc Rivers has always had, where he had a guy who could be aggressive, knock down shots, play D, you know, be that you know one of the league leading six men. Now, the thing is, with him being 33 years old, 
and you look at, you know, uh, all these other guys who are up in age, you know, getting him just tells me that, you know, the Sixers have a plan to, like, win a championship within the next two years. They're just getting putting all the chips at the table yeah. to in the table to win a championship. I like them, but I'm of the belief that M- Matisse Thibel is going to get better, and I'm of the belief that if the Sixers get rid of them prematurely, it could end up turning around and bite them in the butt, so to speak. So, You're... you know, I don't really – I like this guy, but I also think that – I mean, I guess I might be in the minority, but I do believe that Matisse Seibel is going to develop into being a, you know, a, a great player. You and I are in that minority together. I'm tentative on wanting to trade Matisse Thibault. I still believe in his offensive upside. Last one for me, Keith. Other teams. Yeah, we care about the 76ers and scrutinize every single move they make, um, but they compete against everyone else in the NBA. Anyone do a specifically good job in your eyes since free agency kicked in two days ago? That you said, oh, damn, and the Sixers got to compete with them, uh, trade, free agent signing. Anybody else wow you with their moves here out of the game? You know, uh, not, not really wow me. You know, the thing that's really the, – because um, the thing that really – let me go the opposite. I'm, I'm going to go the opposite okay. of, of wow. The thing that's really getting me right now is what was happening in – and, and Golden State, you know, like I know they had the core players, right? And and they were injured the last couple of years, but it seemed like they were grooming a lot of these young guys, you know, like Gary Payton and, and, and you know, a couple of the other ones. And it just seems like they're all leaving. They're all getting a payday. And, and you know, to me, when you have their rights um, and you have their bird rights and you, can, you do certain things, it seems like I know these other guys are the superstars, but – as we have Joel Embiid, we realize that you just a superstar isn't going to win you a championship, right? You need these role type of players. So the fact that they're losing these guys, um, to me, that's like, wow, I, he's going here. Like, he's not coming back. That's the thing that's really wilding me. You know, the one thing I'm realizing now is that, you know, you know here's a guy, um, and, and let's talk about the Washington Wizards, um, for instance. You know, Bradley Bill, a lot of people were getting excited thinking that he would go somewhere. Yeah. But it just tells me right now that a lot of these players in the NBA is all of winning the championship is something you want to do right before you retire with most of them. Like a lot of them want to get paid. They want to score a lot of points. They want to do whatever they can because that enables them to make the all-star team because people look at statistics and they, and, and they, they, their name is out there, but then that enables them to get another contract. And then when it's like their tail end of their career, then it's like, hey, uh, I think I want to join the Lakers or, or someone right. so I can take a minimum deal and get a championship. So to me, if you look at a lot of these moves, they were all about players getting paid more so than fitting in with a team to win a championship. Well, there you go. Keith Pompey, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy your 4th of July. Hey, and same to you guys and your family. All right, there you go. Thanks, Keith. Be well, Keith. Uh, the, the last point he made I thought was a good point, which is the end. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.